0: It ten eighteen at KDAL, Bruce Siskey Show, abbreviated edition on this Monday morning, and very difficult uh, weekend here, and uh, we'll talk more about the passing of Adam Johnson coming up, and I have put together a tribute, and that tribute is now downloadable. If you would uh, like to do that and share at your leisure, you can go to kdal610.com. You can listen to it anytime on the blog page. And I have put it now on the podcast page on my show podcast page as well. And that can be downloaded for free whenever you'd like. Listen to it as often as you want. Uh, That has been put together, and it's about five minutes long. And what it is is – and I'm going to play it on the radio here in probably about 10 minutes or so. And what it is is it is all but three of the 24 goals Adam Johnson scored – during his Bulldog career, I was fortunate enough to be able to call every one of the games that Adam played in these colors. And it was an honor to as it is to watch all these guys play and be able to call these games. I, I couldn't ask for a better job. And um, probably about two thousand nine I recognized that these aren't bad things to save. And I started saving all the, the goals and, and the big saves and, and the big big moments and things like that that we produced over the years with this team. And so I've got, for some reason, I'm missing three of them. I don't know which three I'm missing, but we have a 21 of the 24 goals that Adam scored as a Bulldog. They are, uh, they're going to play for you chronologically. Um, so you'll hear every one of them that, that I have that exists in in the uh, the archives that I have available to me. That's coming up again in about ten minutes. We'll uh, shift gears and talk some bulldog football as we do every single Monday. Jeff Papis will join at roughly ten thirty-five, and we'll recap Saturday's over uh, not overtime, sorry. Saturday's uh, comeback that fell short, I should say, against Bemidji State, uh, 38-31 defeat at the hands of the Beavers. And that'll be uh, for you at about ten thirty-five or so this morning. We'll talk more about Adam uh, here in a little bit, uh, and the information that we have as to uh, what happened, and uh, yeah, what we know. I guess we'll do that as we continue. Ten twenty at KDAL. This is the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Grimm. The University of Minnesota football team beat Michigan State on Saturday, twenty-four to twelve. We'll have post-game reaction next
1: western national nice is more than just a word it's a movement nice is
2: there when you call nice is sincere at western national nice is the foundation of how we serve every customer whether it's for your home auto or business and don't we all deserve a little more nice in our lives ask
0: your independent agent today for western national insurance and experience the power of nice With the glut of injuries at running back, Jordan Newbin got his opportunity and broke onto the scene with a
1: 40-carry, 204-yard, two-touchdown day to pace Minnesota to the victory. Jordan Newbin's the younger brother of Tyler Newbin, Minnesota's All-America candidate at safety. They each joined Justin Guard on the field after the win. I told him this is going to happen last night. You, you, interview. you tell a lot of people uh, things. Man, I, I, I don't like to, to break my promises, bro.
2: I don't like to break my promises. Every time I say something, has got to happen. All right, so this is Tyler. <laughs> talking now Jordan, you just saw your name up there. Forty carries, 204 yards. What was the opportunity like for you today? That was just amazing. I just thank the coaching staff for believing in me, my um, coaches, my teammates, just for believing me. That old line, great blocking out front, man. It's just a great day. When did you really start to feel it, where you got into this rhythm and all of a sudden you're breaking seven, eight, nine yard, yard runs and obviously taking a couple to the house? Oh uh, yeah, man. You just got to keep turning your legs. You know, um, one of them is going to pop eventually. So what was it like to have him meet you in the end zone after that? I've, I've seen him run fast. I've never seen him run quite that fast. What's it like doing all this with your big brother right here? Yeah, it was great, man. It was great. Great feeling. I just
1: love this game. The Newban brothers with a big day on Saturday. The Gophers have now won two
0: in a row and are five and three on the season. They'll entertain Illinois this Saturday. That's the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Grimm. Dave Ramsey.
1: Pretty easy. Afternoons on KDAO.
0: 1026 on this Monday morning. Uh, Jeff Papis will be indeed on with us here in just a few minutes and we will shift gears and talk some Bulldog football. Uh, We had Scott Sandalin, his press conference at the top of the hour after the, the tragic passing of UMD men's hockey and Hibbing hockey alum Adam Johnson who was playing professionally over in England for the Nottingham Panthers in a game Saturday against the Sheffield Steelers. He suffered a cut to his neck from an opponent's skate in what has been described as a freak accident. Johnson was tended to on the ice for several minutes, with players first forming a circle around him and then screens erected to keep the fans in attendance from seeing the happenings uh, that were going on in front of them. Uh, it was, I listed, I believe, somewhere the 8,000 or so fans attending a game in what is called the Challenge Cup. They do a lot of these types of uh, competitions with club teams and all sorts of sports over in Europe, and this is just one of those for hockey. And that match would be abandoned, called off, as it were, and the fans were sent home, but just awful. And Johnson taken to a local hospital where he later passed away. We got word uh, late Saturday afternoon, mid-afternoon or so, of of the incident that happened and uh, that it was Adam who was involved, and and then uh, word started to trickle in that it was a, a very bad result. Police in South Yorkshire, England, said in a statement that their investigation is ongoing. Uh, Johnson had joined the Panthers, of uh, Nottingham Panthers, uh, this summer to play in what's called the Elite Ice Hockey League. It has 10 franchises in Northern Ireland, Wales, Scotland, and England. Johnson made his NHL debut with the Pittsburgh Penguins in the 2018-19 season, played 13 games over two years in Pittsburgh. One goal, three assists for four points, that one goal came against the Wild in a game at Excel Energy Center in Saint Paul, of course, uh, Adam's home state. Uh, he played high school hockey at Hibbing, 2011. This is my first memory of Adam Johnson. 2011, they won the Hibbing won the 7A championship, and they go to state. They're playing in a state set. They beat Rochester Lourdes in the quarterfinal round, and then they're playing Hermantown in the state semis because that was back when Hermantown was still in Section Two. And all the the range schools in Denfeld, and then we're in Section Seven. Of course, now they've they've brought all the area teams into one section in Minnesota, but in uh, Class A and Class Double A. But anyway, uh, Hermantown's up four-one in that game, and Adam Johnson rips off a natural hat trick to tie the game at four. Natural hat trick is three goals in a row, unimpeded by anybody else on either team scoring. That tied the game at four. Hermantown would go on to win the game six-four, but. Adam Johnson at that point, like I told Michael Russo, of the athletic, he was nice enough to, to call me on Saturday after the UMD game and, and was able to reflect a little bit and remember. And I told him, I said, Adam Johnson, they may have lost that game but Adam Johnson was a star that night, that game against the Hawks. He was the guy. Uh, a little uh, long, Not long after that, he committed to UMD two years as a Bulldog, 2015-16, 2016-17, uh, 24 goals, 21 of which you're about to hear. Uh, uh, 18 of those 24 came in his sophomore year. Johnson scored the overtime winner against Boston University to send UMD to the 2017 Frozen Four in Chicago. Uh, If you have not seen that clip, it is out there. It it made the rounds uh, yesterday, and and I would certainly recommend go check it out. It's uh, one of the great moments in the program's history, no question about it. Johnson survived by his parents, Sue and Davey. You heard Scott talk about Davey Johnson, who was a captain at UMD in 1980-81, his older brother Ryan, his grandmother Marilyn, and uh, numerous aunts, uncles, and cousins, and, of course, a slew of devastated ex-teammates, Bulldog alumni, Hibbing alumni, people who got to know Adam Johnson over the years who are just absolutely shocked at what has happened and uh, a lot of time in the feelings for, for me personally, having gotten to know Adam a little bit over his two years at UMD, this, this hit me pretty hard, and I I, I don't necessarily understand why because um, we weren't close, but we I got to know him, and and I appreciated the talent that he brought, and I appreciated the person that he was, and he was, as Scott Sandler mentioned, he was on the verge of, of being a captain at UMD as a junior, which is not easy to do, uh, just 29 years old, and, and we're all... Uh, beyond words and and our sadness for Adam but yesterday I I did go into my computer archives and I found the 21 goal calls that I have of the 24 Adam Johnson scored at UMD and you can download this now by going to the podcast page at kdal610.com but I'll play it for you, and it's full right now. And we'll talk to Jeff Papas in a little bit on KDAYL. It's 10:32. Wolinsky cross pass for follow right circle shot stop good keep by Johnson. Adam Johnson walks the line. Johnson a shot knocked down. They score. Might have been
1: tipped in front by Thomas. Could be Johnson's goal.
0: If it is, it's his first as a Bulldog. It's six nothing. Ayafalo back into the offensive zone for UMD on his backhand. Towards the net, they score. Looked like Adam Johnson might have
1: tipped it in. And the
0: Bulldogs on the board first. Ayafalo will shoot in. Schult picked it up for St. Cloud State. Left wing feed for Joey Bennick. Bennick over the line, shoots one well wide. It'll bounce out to neutralize. Ayafalo ahead of steam. Three on two for UMD to the St. Cloud line. Ayafalo trying to drive the net, cannot. Goes around the back of the goal instead, turns it, fires one,
1: save bait, rebound is loose, puffery, they score! Adam Johnson, and the Bulldogs strike in the opening minutes!
0: Corrin back to Farley, center point, it's an escape, and here comes Lewis, short-handed. Anthony Lewis has a breakaway, Corrin trying to hook him, Lewis is stopped by Koski Suo. Lewis maintains possession. And now it's turned back to Melnick. 10 in the power play. Could be the save of the game, Bruce. If you make something happen, you'll remember that one. Johnson over the line, walking in, he scores! Adam Johnson as the power play expires! What a play! It's 4-3! UMD a chance,
1: walking in, score! Adam Johnson, a power play goal to make it a 5.
0: A steal at his blue line, gives to Osterberg. Defender fell down for the Irish. Here comes Adam Johnson behind that defender. Great move, and he scores! What a move, Adam Johnson! It's 2-1 UMD! (laughs) Anderson, left wing. Got it to Johnson, trying to get it to the front for Osterberg. That one knocked back behind. Now Osterberg right of the cage. Out to the right point, Molinar. Molinar towards it, a tipped on goal by Anderson.
1: Rebound is loose, they score! Johnson was there! Anderson took the
0: Irish gain the Bulldog line, but Malmquist can't handle the pass. Anderson, lead pass ahead to Johnson over the line. Johnson against
1: Bretzman, score! Adam Johnson uses Bretzman as a screen against the Bulldogs on the
0: board. It's handled a bit by Misca, but right there to recover is Pionk, and he clears it ahead. Pullman's going to beat the icing call with ease. Left side, centering pass, Johnson in front, can't drive to the forehand, now backhand score! He banked it off. He banked
1: it off. <laughs> the goaltender! Adam Johnson it's 2-0
0: Bulldogs! Berg on the right. Got it to Thomas. Thomas, a shot blocked by Vessel. And unl has got possession, but Susie holds the right point. Across Johnson, top of the left circle, gets away from him, and it scores! Adam Johnson, weaves out the defender. Power play goal, it's 2-1. bird back in for UMD. Centering pass off of Johnson. Skatey scores! Nifty play, Adam Johnson, and the Bulldogs on the board first. And Johnson spins around the back of his goal. Trying to get away from Brett Gardner and does. Gains the line, Johnson drives it in. Johnson, a chance, he scores!
1: What a play! New York to L.A. for Adam Johnson, it's two to one! Bulldogs
0: get this one ahead. Tufty at the red line, he'll backhand it in deep as UMD makes a full five-man change. Puck free. Adam Johnson scores! That one came funny off
1: the wall, Adam Johnson left circle and bounced through. Cam Johnson and the
0: Bulldogs on the board first. Yeah, Johnson will take the draw instead. He wins the draw. Raskov, center point, shot goes high. Johnson tries to bring it in and he does. Adam Johnson off the back of the goaltender. The Bulldogs on the board first. Right up on the end boards. Dogs win the battle. Tatavada to follow. Up top, Johnson. Johnson scores. Adam Johnson, center point, power play. Goal, Dogs lead 2-1. Adam Johnson to center. Gets around one man. Carries it over the line. Gives to Mckay back to Johnson, left corner. Whipped it around to the right for Osterberg. Out to right point, Molinar. This way on the left for Wolf. Fakes, now shoots one down low. Johnson trying to bounce it off the goal. He
1: scores! Adam Johnson off the back of the goaltender, Larkin. Bulldogs on the board first.
0: Left point for Pionk. Spins away from Greenberg. Walked back to the middle. One-timer Johnson. Score! It was hit in front, possibly by Anderson. Power play goal. We're tied. Carson Kuhlman. Mascob left point towards the net. That one knocked down. Osterberg chance. They rebound. Stop. They score. Adam Johnson makes it 6-4. Bulldogs control the faceoff. Johnson walks the line. Shot. Score. Adam Johnson may have been tipped by Anderson. Power play. Goal. It's 2-0. Johnson. Right point. I follow. Left point. Pionk. Back this way looking for Johnson. Somebody got a stick in the way. I believe it was Gardner. Johnson, right circle. Johnson scores!
1: Adam Johnson, power play goal for the right
0: circle. It's 3-1. Hard around by Summerbee. Ayafalo kept it in, right wing side. Anderson towards the net, sticked in behind Ottinger. Ayafalo, left point Pionk. On the right, one-timer Johnson blocked. Right back to him. Johnson into the circle. Johnson, a shot, he scores!
1: Adam Johnson! The Bulldogs are going to the Frozen four! And a power play goal by Adam Johnson! The Bruce Siski Show. We've
0: been through this before. Weekdays at 10 on KDAF. 10.42. Uh, tomorrow, Jess Myers, The Rink Live. I am sure we'll discuss Adam Johnson's passing a little more with Jess, being that he's a UMD guy and all, but we'll also talk some golfers, Bulldogs. That is coming up this weekend, as Scott Sandlin said. You know, during his press conference, it's... Uh, It's incumbent that they get ready for games this weekend because they're going to have to play them, and we will attempt to do the same thing on our end of things later on this week. We'll hear from UMV volleyball coach Jim Booz. I think I mentioned uh, Chase Vogler, offensive coordinator, uh, UMV football. He's with us on Wednesday. Uh, Gophers coach Bob Motzko will join us at some point this week as well. Uh, UMV men's hockey player TBD, all that to come on the radio show this week. Uh, Game one of that uh, home-and-home series, Friday night, Seven o'clock from Minneapolis here on KDAL. Uh joining us now, uh voice of Bulldog Football is Jeff Papis. Good morning, sir. Good morning to you. Uh tell you what, I I, I have to admit, when it was, you know, thirty one to ten, I, I don't want to say I gave up, but boy, my optimism was uh was waning quite a bit. And I know a, a stirring comeback on Saturday, Jeff, but not quite enough.
2: Yeah, it's one of those games that uh, unfortunately this was the one that they really needed to have, but uh, uh, a a chance to win, it was a winnable game in my opinion, Um, but it was uh, Sage Booker hit the uh, long touchdown run for Bemidji that was just too much to pull against, and uh, they, they played hard. They played well. They came back very strongly, but uh, they got punched in the mouth in the first half and weren't able to really recover from it.
0: What What was the 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 issue in the first half? It, it, it I didn't see a whole lot of the first half because we had some family in town this weekend, <laughs> other stuff going on. But uh, it, it just looking at the numbers, it just it felt like the defense has struggled to get off the field.
2: Yeah, I had a hard time with that. There's two things for me. I mean, I in the pregame warmups, I was I was watching uh, Brandon throwing the ball, and I looked at. Greg Swarwood sitting next to me, and I just said, I said, look at him. Just watch him. And they were just doing the standard warm-up stuff. But he would uh, he would take a snap, he'd drop back four steps, and he'd throw a pass to a spot that he wasn't even looking at. And the ball would arrive right there with the receiver. It was automatic, snap, 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 snap. And they moved the ball that way when they had to, when they were throwing to Dell Duncan Busby in the, in the second and third quarters. It was those kinds of plays, those little timing plays. You know, where you can throw a ball – that is between, you know, high-low coverage into a window when a receiver has a break and the ball is right there, then you know that uh, that you've got something special. I think he was a big part of that. You have to respect an offense that spreads out like that, and as a result, their running backs had uh, probably a little more effectiveness than some others uh, have had against UMD. Almost every other, frankly, has had against, uh, against UMD, and if you don't tackle, if you don't wrap, then they're going to hurt you. And and they did, and then the second half was better, but at the same time, just just, just too much in the first half. Uh,
0: offensively, <laughs> uh, it, it, it's slow going the first half. What were your impressions on the offensive side? Because it certainly did get better after recess.
2: It was a uh, line of scrimmage issue. I think for me, I think the Bemidji was. Was fast, physical up front. They played faster and more physically than UMD. Um, it made it difficult for some parts of the UMD running game to get going in my in my view. But in the you know in the second half, Kyle starts to make some some real good decisions with his feet, and uh, and they're able to move the ball. And Greg and I were talking about it too in the broadcast. And and uh, so how come they aren't throwing the ball? I said, well, because 12, 14 yards a run is the same as a short pass offense. You know, and uh, yeah. and it was. And uh, and then, of course, he hit the big ball to uh, Deshaun over the top. And you thought, well, you know, if they can throw deep here, maybe we do have something going on. And, uh, you know, they had the opportunity. You wound up having a punt with four minutes to go, trailing by seven. and uh, And that was it. So that was the spot where they needed the first down. Um, in uh, in WG territory it just wasn't
0: there uh Jeff Pape is joining us talking Bulldog football so the analytics uh, invasion into sports and, and people can think what they want of it it's not going away so y- you might want to get used to it and the one thing that it's taught us is that punts in plus territory are very often not a good decision and, and these are never easy it's never made in a vacuum you know if right. you're if your face was it fourth and nine I think it was that they're facing at the time something like that yep. um So they're facing a 4th and nine, fourth and 10, whatever it was. Well, you've got to have a play that you think can get that first down against whatever the defense is going to throw at you, and you don't necessarily know what the defense is going to throw at you on that particular play. So you might want to have multiple options of things that you can run on 4th and 9. Then you've got to make the conversion. Of course, the other side was they were tantalizingly close from what I was told, Jeff, to downing that punt Outside the end zone, which would have That's maybe correct. changed how Bemidji State handled that offensively,
2: that is correct. Um, you know, and the whole thing about punts and plus territory. You know, it's you have to remember too that, uh, that, that at that point in time, the defense was playing very well, and uh, and had Bemidji pretty well bottled up at that stage. And I'm I'm fairly sure I haven't actually talked to them about it yet, but I will. But but uh, that uh, the Curt and his staff are just thinking, you know what? We're going to pin them deep. We're going to make them punt. We're going to get a short field. And, and, in, and that's, that's a guy that believes in his team. Right. That makes that call.
0: Yeah, and, and they were close. <laughs> Again, yep. th- that punt did not make the end zone by very much.
2: Nope, it did not. And uh, it was nearly nearly down inside the two-yard line. And, and that would have been a whole different kettle of fish. And yeah. uh, it just it just didn't happen. I it's it's unfortunate. A because it's Bemidji, First off, it's a third loss in a row to Bemidji. Yeah. And, and secondly, with all the playoff implications to this game, this is a hard, hard game to lose. Uh,
0: Augustana lost to Wayne State Saturday. Jeff, is that good, is bad, or indifferent for for in, in terms of the hopes for UMV? Obviously, UMV has to win out here, including in Mankato next week. But th- does that Augustana loss change anything at the in, in terms of of this playoff race?
2: Uh, it does a little bit, but not. It, it does for Bemidji and it does for Mavericks, I think. Because basically, when you look at this, you have three one loss teams and you have a two loss team. The two loss team has to win out, and somebody else is going to have to uh, go to two losses. And Bemidji and Augustana play each other the last week of the season. Right uh in in Sioux Falls. So one of those teams is gonna wind up with two. So yes, the Bulldogs absolutely uh need to win out in order to be part of that conversation. But the other part of it too is isn't it ironic we talk all uh, for all these years about wanting to uh have a game out of conference, uh so they could help uh them with with, uh, with ranking purposes and UMD goes out and plays northern Michigan in its first game and Northern hasn't won and is not likely to and uh, so that really didn't gain them a whole lot. You know, a win over a winless team didn't really,
0: didn't yeah. really
2: gain them a whole lot in the in the overall look. Um, and isn't that ironic that that would be working actually against them at uh, at this point in time?
0: Yeah, and Bemidji so, playing Bemidji, Bemidji playing nobody, literally nobody right. non conference right. might not. It it might hurt UMB more to have played somebody.
2: Yeah, it, uh, it moved energy. Of course, scheduled only ten games, and they had an off week in the middle of the season, which, as it turns out, is you know might not be the worst thing in the world for a you know a team that's trying to you know stay healthy and uh, trying to avoid the the nicks and bumps. And UMD's as healthy as they've been at this point in the season in a long, long time. Uh, but could they have used an extra week chart? Sure. But, you know, would it, would it have done them any good? You don't know. It's a crapshoot. Uh,
0: got about, about a minute left. Sorry, Jeff. Uh, Concordia yep. this week. It's senior day. Obviously, the the emotions of senior day. A lot of guys uh, going to play for the last time, potentially, at Miloski Stadium this weekend. But also, an important game because, as we just said, to have a shot at this thing, they got to win out.
2: Must win. No question about it. And uh, Concordia won last week, played halfway decent. They got two wins, and they'll come up here looking to be a spoiler, you know. And you uh, know, he traditionally has a lot of luck offensively against Concordia. They run up some big numbers on Concordia in recent years. Uh, just a few years ago, scored 70 points on them in St. Paul. Uh, if that's the case here, then you know they're going to be okay. But uh, total effort, total commitment, and must win.
0: Uh, 11.30 pregame. It's a noon kickoff from Molaski, Jeff and Greg on the call Saturday, UMV versus Concordia. Uh, sir, thank you so much for being flexible. We'll be back at your normal time next Monday.
2: Understood. Take care. i right, would be
0: good. Jeff Pape is the voice of Bulldog football here on KDAL. he will have the call Saturday for Senior Day from Molaski Stadium. It's good to have you along on a Monday morning. Really appreciate you tuning in and hanging out. We will come back and uh, reset what's happening on the radio show tomorrow. Wrap things up on this Monday morning. And check that weather forecast with Tony Nargi one more time. Ryan Phelps standing by for the prep update on a Monday morning as we're in the thick of high school football playoffs around Minnesota. 10.50 on KDAL.
1: Your Twin Ports home for Gopher basketball. It's good. He knocked it down. KDAL.
0: 10.59 on this Monday morning. Tomorrow on the radio show, we'll hear from UMV volleyball head coach Jim Booz. Their home finale is Saturday at Romano Gym. They're also at home on Thursday night at Romano versus top 10 Southwest Minnesota State. We'll preview the weekend of matches at home and also Jess Myers, The Rink Live. More on the passing of Adam Johnson. And also, we'll look ahead to Golfers and Bulldogs. This weekend, Brad's up next to sound off. Have a great Monday! Thank you for listening. This has been the Bruce Siski Show. Hit us up on Twitter at
1: Bruce Siski Show and let us know what you think. No, yes, no, well.